0: Welcome to another Principle of Hospitality podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in, as always. Our guests today are from an amazing brand called Good Eddie, which is a true future of Takeaway Cups, being the only only Takeaway Cup you can actually eat. You actually heard me right there. So I feel really fortunate to sit down with Anio and Catherine, the co-founders of this amazing product, to talk to them about it. Ladies, how are you? All right. I'm fantastic. Thank you for asking me. No one ever asked me on the podcast, so I do appreciate that. Um, this is an incredible brand. Like, I was just really, really impressed um, when I got asked to have a chat with you guys um, about this brand. Um, there's so many things I love about it, the fact that, you know, you two f- amazing female co-founders of, of a product, which I think is really going to help the industry. Um, and it's about sustainability. So let's talk about how the business actually started like, how did you guys actually connect, and how did this get started?
1: Sure. So, Catherine and I, we are friends, mm-hmm. and um, we usually catch up with each other, and, uh, and new business ideas, sustainability were the typical topics that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, one day, when we were grabbing a coffee, uh, we said to each other how amazing it would be if we can minimize waste mm-hmm. in the coffee industry. Yep. Then we started focusing on disposable cups mm-hmm. and searching for, okay, what is the scope of the problem? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, we found the numbers really overwhelming. Yeah. it was. Uh, we found that every thirty seconds we are disposing of fifty thousand disposable cups to the landfill. This is two point seven million in a day and one billion in a year and five hundred billion around the world.
0: Wait, wait, wait. Let Let's just stop for a second. <laughs> If, how many, ever, so is that in Australia or is that in worldwide?
1: 500 billion around the world. Around the world. 1 billion in a year in Australia. My God. And 90% of this goes to landfill. Right. So it was like a shocking point for us. And yeah. we said, okay, so what are the solutions out there? Mm-hmm. And we of course have the disposable cups and people are, they have the habit of, grab and go yes and um, we have the reusable cups we have the compostable cups but ultimately we found that there is no solution out there that truly solves the problem mm-hmm. so we decided to do something about it and we started researching and what is the most sustainable option and our conclusion was it should be something that it is as sustainable as food it mm-hmm. must be sustainable and it breaks down naturally and it must be convenient and uh, That's it. That's how the idea of Eddie Cup was born. Mm -hmm. And then we looked at, okay, what is really nice, to go with a coffee, it was biscuit or waffle, and that's how it was the steps, further steps that was developed. And Good Eddie was born.
0: (laughs) 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 Um, Catherine, maybe if you could answer this question. How did you, why did you guys think that sustainability was really important? Because sustainability means so many things at the moment um, to the hospitality industry a lot of it is because you know sustainability means you know having having venues that are open like that's been sustainable at the moment but environmentalism and um, sustainability and food waste like has been such an important point the last sort of five years that I've sort of seen the industry but why did you want to focus on that was it was it purely just because the numbers of coffee cups that you guys knew that was actually being thrown away
2: yeah, that's right. So once we started looking at the problem, mm-hmm. we're thinking we need to do something that avoids creating waste. Yep. So in so many industries, we're just creating products that are adding waste to the world. They get used, and in this case, with coffee cups, they get used for around 15 minutes, Yeah. and then they get thrown out and they go to landfill. Yes. So for us, we wanted to do something that was going to have a huge positive environmental impact. Mm-hmm. Um, in this world now where we've got, you know, climate change and sustainability is such a big um, topic and such a big issue. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, yeah, we wanted to focus on something that could just really make a difference.
0: Sure. To break down the product, because if people don't know the product and they're hearing you say it's an edible cup, like they're probably imagining, like, how is that going to be stable from a hot product like a a coffee or a tea going into that cup? Um, Why would I want it? Do I have to eat the cup? Like all those kind of things. Like, what are the couple of the challenges that you found as you've tried to launch this product?
2: Yeah. So with uh, making an edible cup, we wanted to, it to taste good, mm-hmm. but it also was really important that it needs to function like a cup.
3: Yes. Right. Yes.
2: And so um, that's where we had to do a lot of trials with different recipes, and um, we found that the the baking process mm-hmm. um, is the most important part to get that functionality that we need. Mm-hmm. So um, we've developed this um, cup, which is, you can think of it like a waffle cone. Yes. um, That usually would have ice cream in it, but instead it's like a waffle cone for your coffee. Yeah, right. And uh, we've managed to make it so that it has the functionality that you need from a cup, which means that it will hold the liquid and stay Mm -hmm. crispy for 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. And it won't leak for a few hours. And that depends on the temperature and the type of liquid that you're putting in there, but uh, it will uh, hold your drink no matter what it is um, for that 45 minutes.
0: That's really cool. Um, That's really cool. Do Do you think as you've done this research and developed this product that the normal punter really understands the impact of, of coffee cups like do you think they you know just see you know amazing shows like uh, about food waste and they think oh okay yeah coffee cups really make a difference but you know I don't really care that much like has it been has it been something that you think from the people you've spoken to they don't really understand you know what what impact coffee cups are actually um, making on the on the environment
1: we think more and more people um, they are getting on board and mm. they have uh, more knowledge uh, about how what we do on a day-to-day basis is mm-hmm. doing to our planet. Mm-hmm. So, a few years ago, perhaps, not many people was were paying attention to uh, normal PET bottles and yes. coffee cups. And there there has been a lot of uh, good educational content out there. Mm-hmm. So, when we talk to people, majority, they pick it up really quickly. Like, mm-hmm. by default, yes, this is a problem. Yes, And we are doing such a harm to our planet because of that 15 minutes. Um, so... I think the awareness is, is increasing. However, we think it is part of our responsibility uh, to share this information more and more yes. because there are a lot of people who know and there are many people that they don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and we really want to be a um, solution provider. We yeah. are making it easy for everybody to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And that has that's, has always been the way we started and we followed our mission, yes. how we can make it easy for everyone to make the right decision. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there are many other great companies and uh, organisations that they are sharing in this information and we will do our best to share that information, but we are more focusing on providing the solution.
0: Yeah. The thing I love is it's a really, really completely unique product. You know what I mean? Like it, like it's a true solution and I've been in the industry for a long time now to see a lot of people do some fantastic things around this space. But to do something completely different like this like is just – um, just quite incredible to be quite honest um, i want to talk about the process of you guys actually starting this up like the trial and error of like doing different recipes and like getting this to market deciding on a name like those cool things and the reason i the reason i asked that question is because we have a lot of people who listen to the podcast who are starting up you know cafes or restaurants or bakeries from scratch and they're going through that process like how did you guys deal with that together and develop it
2: yeah, well, we really started just from the idea, and uh, we're very structured, and we like to plan things out. So <laughs> it was just all about setting those goals and targets, and saying we need to, uh, we need to do this. Yeah. What do we need to do to get there? Mm-hmm. So we are like first we need a product.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: So you need to get your f- your first main step when you're coming up with something is you need to get your your product that's going to work that you yes. can then go out there and start to build a brand and um, move forward with your business. and mm-hmm. um, So that was our first big hurdle, mm-hmm. is uh, doing lots of kitchen trials, mm-hmm. uh, hours and hours, um, <laughs> many bottles of wine, and <laughs> late nights um, yeah. with failed recipes. Yeah. Um, and you just have to keep on going, right? I think a lot of people, uh, they'll tell you, Startup is always going to take more time and effort than you ever imagined, and that's completely true. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, it's so important to celebrate all of the successes that you have and keep on making steps forward. There's going to be roadblocks, things are going to go wrong, Mm -hmm. Um, there's going to be delays, people are going to not have the response that you thought they were, but then there'll be a whole bunch of people that will support you, and that's what we found as well, which has been amazing. Yes. Uh, as we've gotten into the startup world and the whole um, industry, we've had so many people help us along the way, and that's been critical. yeah um, And opening up to receiving that help is mm. quite an important aspect as well. Yes. Um, typically, people who are like us that sort are of like really driven and entrepreneurial, you're, you you want to do it all yourself and yes. um, you want to take it all on your own shoulders, but mm. actually, Uh, It's really important just to say Well okay This isn't in our skill set We don't know this Reach out to people that do And people are so happy to help So that's been Yeah, that's been a really Amazing journey
0: Do you think it's been beneficial To have each other as well?
2: 100% I don't know how we would have um, Done it as individuals Mm. Because you You always need someone else there When you're having a down day Or you can't think of the solution Or or whatever it is, to um, boost you up and keep going and uh, just the workload as well. Yes. Uh, We had a few people in our, we did an accelerator program through Mm. the Taronga Zoo, which was called Hatch. Mm -hmm. There was a few individual um, founders Mm -hmm. and we could see how much more of a um, difficulty it was for them not having a co-founder to support them along the way.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but that's, that's what I like about it as well and that's when I've sort of, you know, talked to a lot of founders on this podcast and how I've seen this successful is actually having two, having co-founders, no matter how many there are, who actually have involvement in the business, not just a financial stake in a business, you know, with businesses and they have, they call themselves co-founders, but there's a silent co-founder who sort of sits in the background but provides all the cash. Like, that's not how this is done, obviously, and that's that's why I really like it and I think it's going to be extremely successful. Like, it's really obvious to me. Let's talk about a time that you wanted to give up. Was there a moment in which you were doing a recipe one night and you were just looking at each other and it didn't work for the 56th time that you were trying to make a cup or you couldn't decide on the name and it was just giving you the proverbials and stuff like that? Was there ever a point or was it just a total leaning on each other all the time and that's what got you through?
1: Never was a time like exactly. uh, we never got to the point that we are going to give up this. There's always solution. Yes. There is always something else that you can do. There is always another person that you can reach out to. Mm. It has been moments that it was really difficult. Like I give you an example for us to, um, customize the equipment that we wanted was mm. a really, really long process, yeah. but we never gave up. Like we went all over the world.
0: Wow.
1: And, um, and we finally found it. Yeah. It took time, but we found it. Yes. And um, it still was not a point like, oh, let's forget about this. Let's move on to the next idea. We mm-hmm. really believed in it and we worked really hard to make mm-hmm. it happen.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And this is just the start. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we are not <laughs> even launched yet. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, we are so excited to go to the next steps and mm. um, see good Eddie Cops in every single cafes and mm-hmm. minimize the waste. Like, yeah. we can do this.
0: <laughs> totally agree. Um, you guys have co-founded uh, sorry, co-founded this, obviously, Sean, but you have um, crowdfunded this. So what what was the reason why you decided to crowdfund um, rather than, like, any other ways to sort of, you know, to maybe get equity in from other partners or, or something like that? What was the decision made to try and crowdfund it?
2: Well, we as part of our accelerator program and we got put in contact with a crowdfunding platform and we'd looked at all the different ways that you could get funding yep and we um, are looking still looking at different avenues as well mm-hmm. but we started with the crowdfunding uh, we really wanted to use it not only just to try and get funds yep. but also to test the market yeah because ours was a product uh, like a reward based. Crowdfunder, right. which means that when people people are not just pledging money, yep. they are buying the product or like basically pre-ordering the product.
0: Yeah, right. Okay.
2: So that was so valuable for us because it meant that we could actually see do people want to buy.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. Um,
2: These cups, mm-hmm. and um, we found that they did, mm-hmm. and so we had. Um, One option on there, a couple of options that were for consumers, Mm -hmm. so people that can buy them for at-home use. Yes. And also the cafe options. And uh, we had people buying all of the different options, so loads of consumers. Mm -hmm. um, And we also got um, contact with a few really good uh, cafes that have Mm -hmm. pre-ordered on the platform. Mm -hmm. And that was a great validation. Mm -hmm. So... That also just helped us to really see what works in terms of marketing.
3: Yes, of course.
2: So we're trying to market and get people driving them towards the crowdfunding campaign and seeing if they were making a purchase. Mm-hmm. And we found what worked and what didn't. Yes. Uh, so that was a really good test of the market as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you think it's been harder, like trying to develop a B two B product rather than a B two C product, or is, or do you think it's made it easier for you because you know you sort of who your end customer is in a way.
2: Uh, I think for sure it's harder to do a B2B product. Yeah. Um, B2C is, you know, it's much easier to access consumers. Yes. Uh, Consumers are online, they're on social media. Uh, It's much easier to sort of connect with them. Yes. Uh, And so just being able to get into that market and connect with the right people from a B2B perspective Mm. um, has been a bit more challenging.
0: Yeah, right. Because we're taping this in, in February... Um, you haven't launched yet. When are you, when are you actually going to um, launch this amazing product?
1: So we are going to um, launch the product beginning of April. Mm-hmm. So our, um, we are on track with our plan. So cool. all the equipments um, are in the process of being received very soon in March mm-hmm. and um, we are securing the production space. So hopefully early April mm-hmm. we start producing Good Cups here wow. in Melbourne.
0: Wow. Any, any just, are you going to start producing just for people in Victoria or are you going to try and do other states in Australia? Like what's your what's your sort of goal for the first couple of months?
1: We definitely focus on uh, in Victoria, but uh, definitely we would like to have the cafes on board from other states. Um, yeah. So we really want to work with uh, cafes that they care about environment, they care about sustainability. So if they are in Australia, um, we would welcome them to support us and have our Products uh, stocked in their cafe.
0: Yeah, I, I think from probably the research you've done, like Victoria is probably the best place to launch a product like this. You would think, wouldn't you?
1: Definitely, the clientele is quite different. Like mm. um, the conversation that we have in with cafes in Melbourne, mm. sustainability, minimizing waste is. We don't need to talk about it that much. Yeah. It's just everybody is aware of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, in other states, it might be different, but. Um, we would we can say, like um, the awareness is much higher, and they are more open to sustainable products. Mm. In other states, there are like we can say also in Queensland is the same. Like yeah, we see a lot a of uh, positive response from Queensland, and mm-hmm. um, they have contacted us and they have asked for our samples. So we see that they are really ready. They are waiting for a solution like this. Yeah. um but uh, there is there are other angles to our product. It's new, it's uh, fun. It's yes. uh, something that hasn't done before. So we get inquiries from that perspective as well. Like people love to try new things and um, have it in their cafe.
0: Yeah. Are you finding, if I can ask you, like when when people are asking you for the product or asking you when the product's going to be released, are they even asking about the price? Like are they, are they just focused on the fact that it is such a sustainable product and, and that kind of thing? Because I imagine it's obviously competitive with washing market. But are they are they worried about that kind of thing or are they just – I really want to support a product like this going to market.
1: Yes and no. Like mm. we have um, majority of the cafes they ask because mm. this is important this is part of their cost. Sure. Um but it has happened that they haven't asked either. Like oh this is a great solution how we should be how should be we, we can be involved. So we have had those comments as well. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you think you'd want to develop it into Potentially any other – this is really early days because you haven't launched it yet, so I apologise. Um, but I'm thinking on the fly here as we're talking, like do you think you could develop it to any other kind of products like a, you know, a bowl for salad brands or, or something like that or are you, just, are you just sort of happy with using it for coffee and teas and that kind of stuff at the moment?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think mm-hmm. there's so many opportunities um, with this type of product and mm. once we've really got that really good understanding of the technology – uh, and we've got the cup nailed, then, of course, we can move on to some other products. Mm. Um, first, we're also going to develop some different variants of the cup. Yes. Um, one of our first steps will be to try and make a gluten-free option. Right. Uh, that's quite important in the market at the moment, and we get a lot of mm. questions uh, regarding that. So, yeah, we'll look at developing something like that and, and also some flavour options as well. Like Oh, cool. Yeah. So... Lots of exciting things coming up, but like you said, we need to get we need to get, get going the on the first, on right? the OG version. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love that you're two months away and you're really calling it the OG. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um like we talked about support before, like is there uh, outside of like um the accelerator program that you've had and each other, like is has there been any other points of contact which have been really important to support you through this process? Because starting any kind of business, but especially something involved in food, um, where you're producing a product yourself, like, is really, really tough. Um, emotionally, physically, everything, right? Financially, obviously. Like, where have you guys pulled your support from outside of yourselves?
2: Well, we, as part of the accelerator program, we had a lot of mentors that were... Mm. Um, Supporting us through that. Yes. And that has been absolutely invaluable. Yeah. We couldn't have got so quickly to the point that we are now yes. without their advice. Mm-hmm. Um, there were some areas that we had no clue about, um, particularly like the financial side and marketing as yeah. well. Yep. And um, we've gotten some great connections through that. And then not only the mentors, but then we will talk to people and they'll connect us with a friend or a colleague or (laughs) someone else in the industry and um, we'll suddenly be connected to the right person that can help us answer Mm. that question. So that's been the single biggest thing, I think, uh, that's meant that we've been able to accelerate this
0: whole start-up part. Has Has that surprised you, that people have sort of gone, oh, I know this person, or you know, um, this person would be a really good contact for you? Or did you just sort of naturally feel that was going to happen? Because coming out of corporate life, because I've never dealt in corporate life, um, sorry, I lie once, um, like that kind of doesn't exist, right? But it does in the hospitality industry. Like, were you guys surprised coming from outside the industry? So
2: surprised. (laughs) And you're exactly right. Mm. And our industry that we've been in, in the corporate world, Nothing comes for free.
4: Yeah,
2: people are often not willing to go out of their way yes. for you if there's nothing in it for them. Yes, and that's what we've just found so like humbling and and amazing mm. is that we've had people that have absolutely no obligation to help us, mm-hmm. and they do, and they go out of their way, and um, it's yeah, that's been really surprising and really mm-hmm. amazing too.
0: Mm-hmm two more questions before i let you guys um go what advice would you give to people who are starting their own business now like going through this process of you know they've got a concept they've got an idea and they and they want to take it to market like it could be a bricks and mortar thing it could be a product like you guys are doing like what are the couple of things that you think are good piece of advice if i can ask you
1: um first thing i would say be very clear about the purpose why mm. you want to do this yes. um that helps you along the way yes and uh that those values that you built from the very uh beginning mm-hmm. that's very important be very structured yeah map everything that needs to be done as much as you can
3: mm.
1: and somehow organize it like put yeah. it in your calendar put it in any app that you got yes make it happen like it is step by step there's no shortcut Mm. so Mm -hmm. those steps needs to be mapped needs to be done and Mm -hmm. then finally you get where you want Mm. and third is um, be open to receive advice and guidance there is not um one single person that knows everything ask for help be open to that and there are amazing people who have done this before who have extensive experience and they are willing to help yeah um and doing Accelerator Program is one channel. Yes. But also just having a conversation, asking for people's support, you will find the people that um, they are happy to support you and you will find your way to get where you want to get um, mm. in a more perfect way.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'd imagine. Um, when you're dealing with all the craziness and everything changing all the time, like, have you have you guys structured regular meetings to make sure that you're always coming back to like the central point of why you started because I can imagine you know you're talking about supply chain you're talking about a particular cafe that might have you know uh, wanted to be a part of it you're doing podcasts with people like me you're doing you know people with who have never run a business have all of a sudden given you business advice you know all these kind of things that are happening all at the same time like you are you having regular meetings every day or every week or like how are you planning it out?
2: We have a meeting first thing in the morning every day Cool. and we spend an hour on good Eddie and yeah, yeah. we, you know, do emails or do whatever it is on our to-do list. We're very mm-hmm. structured mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and yeah, we always have that. I think we're driven by the purpose of what we're trying to achieve Yeah. and so it's always good to reflect back on that and say, you know, with every decision, say it's, Packaging. We yeah. want it to be the most sustainable thing because we're trying to achieve this whole waste-free alternative. Yeah. Uh, so it comes into every decision that we make that mm. we're reflecting back on what is our what is our purpose.
0: Yeah. Now you've touched on that. I need to ask: like, has that been really, really hard to figure out in regards to how this product is moved? So how f- how far you go down the line of talking about sustainability in a brand like this? Because you could go so <laughs> deep into different different parameters of supply chain like has that been hard to say okay well that's that's enough that's where we're going to stop for now or in regards to you know using cardboard packaging and making sure it's recycled or something like that when you guys deliver it or or that kind of thing
1: yeah it's been very very difficult yeah. um, but what we do we do our best yeah and when we cannot find solution then we ask other people and yes. then when other people don't know then we try to see if there is something that even we have ordered and we received it's just basically working so mm. any channel that we can look into and find alternative than the solution that uh, basically answers our need we look yes. into that but yes. it is not easy like doing sustainable e- ethical work and production it's not easy it's not yeah. easy to set it up and but we don't give up so <laughs> we do our best to make to make it happen yeah and um yeah, we we believe sustainability is not about one single thing that you produce. It's about the value chain that you are creating.
4: Yeah, great point. Um,
1: and uh you we, it is our responsibility to look into that. And yes. there's no other other organization or other party to look into that. So if mm. we can build it um, correctly from the beginning, then um, that's the right thing to
0: do. Yeah, I, I think as well the thing I've really noticed about the brand standing up against other brands um, in this space, which are all trying to do fantastic things is the honesty that you guys are coming to market with is really really powerful and i think i think you're right like you can try your best right and and it's going to improve and develop over time so um hats off to you both um now normally my last question is um for everyone on the podcast is what are you looking forward to most in 2021 now i don't need you know any money to um understand what you're <laughs> both looking forward to in 2021 <laughs> but maybe maybe on a personal basis. Like, take yourself outside of work for a second. Like, what are you looking forward to most in this year as we come out of lockdown and um, hopefully stay out of lockdown and positivity this year? Catherine?
2: Yeah, I just think, uh, well, obviously, like you Mm. said, uh, we're so excited to get started up and get out into the industry and just to, like, personally, along with Good Eddie, starting to make a difference and seeing the impact of what we're doing. Yeah. And... Seeing our product go out into the market and Mm -hmm. people reacting to it Mm -hmm. is going to be so fun and exciting and that's going to be a huge like personal growth as well as professional growth as we dive more deeper into this
4: Mm
0: -hmm.
2: business. I think, yeah, just really
1: exciting.
0: Cool. What about you, Ania?
1: Same. (laughs) (laughs) Really, I can't wait to see the product is out there. I really want to feel... That energy that people mm-hmm. are consuming it it is out there with the cafes, and get the result. Um, and soon, basically, we see the impact. We really want to you know we have been talking about it and we have been working on it, but share share that with other people. So yep. really look forward to that. And um, and then we basically build the next steps how we can scale and uh, how we can get take it to more to the other states and perhaps over, even overseas.
0: Yeah, such exciting times. Um, ladies, where's the best way that people can find out about um, Good Eddie and, and um, how to purchase the product and connect with you guys?
2: So first of all, you can go on our Instagram and you mm-hmm. can follow us. That's at good underscore eddie mm-hmm. is our handle and the eddie is E-D-I. Easy. And on our website as well, mm-hmm. we're just about to launch our new website which is going to have online ordering oh, cool. uh, shop, mm-hmm. and that's at wwwgood eddiecom
0: Cool. As always, linked up in the show notes of this podcast. Um, and thank you to South of Johnston for having us in this uh, amazing cafe. You can hear a couple of the clanging in the background. We like to be in cafes doing fantastic podcasts. Um, Catherine and Anio, thank you so much for your time. Thank you.
4: Thank you.